if you're a man listening to this, women, I want to preface this, that women don't generally get into that fight or flight like men do. So when men are in a dangerous situation or a situation they want to get out of, it's easier for them to go fight or flight and they would escape, run, fight. Women have another response and it's the freeze response. Hello and welcome to the Feminine as Fuck podcast. I'm your host, Monica Yates, a period and ICF certified women's life coach, and I help women to harness the power of their period and connect to their feminine flow. In these episodes, we will be talking about all things periods, hormones, confidence, health, food, money, sex, business, feminine flow, your brain, energy, and all the stuff that goes through our heads. You will walk away from each episode with new chicken nuggets and truth bombs, as I don't have a filter and I love talking about all the shit that people are thinking but too afraid to say. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to my podcast, obviously. Um, Today's episode is going to be, oops, today's episode is going to be fucking juicy. I'm just going to say that. And I've been kind of wanting to do this episode for quite a while. And I feel like there is just so, there is just like, I can do a million episodes on this topic, honestly. So I'm just kind of hitting it at one angle with like a few things for today. And then I'll do more podcast topics for this. But it's a very like, I mean, you would have seen it by the title. It's it's so taboo to talk about these days. And um, and I just hope that I don't get any hate from this. I'm not available for that. Um, and if you don't want to listen to it, you do not need to listen to it at all. Um, but I just encourage you to listen to it with like an open mind, um, with some of the stuff that I say. I mean, most of you that listen are pretty well aware of my, um, point of view and kind of values. And I was talking to my friend last night and like, I'm pretty open with the fact that like majority of gender roles I'm here for. Um, I don't, I don't need to get too into it in this episode. I'll do another episode on it. I'm actually going to write that one down. Gender roles, uh, gender roles. Because there are some things where I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not cleaning the fucking house every day and I'm not going to be a stay-at-home mom personally, but I also totally see the value in some women being stay-at-home moms if they, if they really feel the pull to that. And I also see value in men having their certain roles and women having their certain roles. And if it doesn't work for you, then that's fine. But for me, it works for me. So for me personally, majority of gender roles I'm into, and there are some that I'm like obviously not into, um, and everyone's going to be different. So if you're not into gender roles, that's totally fine. But I also feel like, I feel like when people just say like they slap on the label of like gender roles is bad, I'm like, well, every person's got a different idea of what's like right and wrong, good and bad. Um, and there are some gender roles where I'm like, no, thank you. Not for me. And there are others where I'm like, I actually love that. Like that feels really good for me. And I was saying in an interview with somebody else the other day that I just feel like for all of us, we really need to come back to like authenticity of what actually feels good for us because we're all different and we're all different in our relationships. But like, for example, for me personally, it feels really good to surrender and let a man lead like a thousand million percent. Um, and maybe for some other women, like they want to be more in control and whether that comes from a wounded place or a healed place, they need to, um, have discernment around that. But, um, I really encourage you guys to just tune in with what feels right for you in your relationships and in your dating life and in sex, because even some of the things that I might say may actually not feel in alignment for you. And that's totally fine. I think the most important thing is that we're not really being honest with ourselves these days. And we really need to be more honest with ourselves um, and show up as our authentic selves and not shame that part of us that wants to be like taken, for example, or that wants to be dominated or maybe that wants to dominate. Um, 
and that sort of stuff. All that wants to be a stay at home mom. I actually feel like there's now shame around being a stay at home mom um, of like, you shouldn't want to be that, like be a modern woman. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. If that feels really true for you, then do that. Like absolutely do that. Um, okay. So before we like full on dive in a quick reminder, ladies, that my New York event is nearly like the tickets are nearly stopped are nearly like not being sold anymore. Like we're going to stop them. So you need to get on them like right now, like pause this episode and go buy them. If you haven't, this is your reminder. And that's for my New York immersion. And a reminder that I am not doing another US event for a long time because visas are really annoying to get. And they were, it was quite stressful last time. So I will not be doing another US event for quite a while. So if you live in the US or you live close to the US, and you're like, and you're waiting for like the next time I do one, don't wait because like, I don't know when that's going to be. And it honestly could be another two or three years. And by which that, that by that time, things will have changed a lot, probably um, prices and the size of the events and everything. So if you want that really amazing intimate experience, I would really jump on these tickets because the great thing about the events right now is because they're on a smaller scale purposefully. Um, it allows me to have like more of that one-on-one time with all of you and really connect with each of you. So you get a deeper transformation. So I would highly recommend coming to this one if you can. And if you're waiting for like a written invitation or you're waiting for like something to happen, so you're allowed to go like stop. If you feel that pull, you're allowed to listen to what your heart is saying because your heart is always correct. So listen to what your heart is saying, tune into that and trust yourself. Um, Baba is starting really soon as well, which is my business feminine, like coaching program. It's a combo of one-on-one. So if you are, if you have a, if you have a consulting business or you're a coaching business or anything of the like, um, and you kind of want to like really scale your business, have more success with less push, and you feel like you're pushing a lot in your business and you really want to operate your business from like this feminine space and have have more impact and make more money then make sure you check out baba because we'll be starting that soon and that is a really amazing program and i've added so many things into there you guys get so much stuff now about like instagram and marketing and strategy and blowing up your dms and like all this other stuff that i haven't added in before so um i would definitely jump on that and then the last thing is also that the certification starts in april so if you are wanting to become a coach or you are a coach, but you want to become a better coach, this certification is the best certification I've ever actually come across. Hence I made it because I was like not seeing any like it on the market. Um, and it's 18 months and you get Baba, um, included in it as well. So you can actually set up your business, but we, everything that I do and that I teach and that I take my clients through, like all the processes, all the modalities that I've made up, you guys learn that. So it is a very, very, like it's a very high potency. Um, it's very, um, what's the word? Like deeply educational, Uh, The modules are amazing. I go really deep into everything. You guys get so much practice as well. You get a lot of practice time. You have to coach me. You coach the other one in the program and you're not going to be a number. So a lot of certifications, you are a number because there's a lot of people in them. Just like I was saying with my New York event, right now they're intimate and small because I'm, I do that on purpose and I hated being a number at school. I fucking hated being a number. And I also, because my last name is Yates, like end of the alphabet. So I was always lost, like always lost and always a number and like at uni you're a number and it's like I went to a really really big school in Melbourne and you're just like a fucking number right I absolutely hated it so I'm like really purposeful now and like making sure that my clients or my students never feel like a number so in the coaching certification you won't feel like a number it's going to be a small group no more than 20 women and we also have a beautiful um three-day immersion in London as well just to like further enhance your knowledge 
Okay, so jumping into it, that's all my announcements I need to make. And of course, ladies, if you have any questions about it, then please make sure that you send me a DM or an email. Really, really happy to answer. Okay, so sex dating and the hashtag MeToo movement. Now, I'm going to go through a pile of stuff, um, but firstly, I want to preface by saying, don't, please, if any of you are jumping to the conclusion of like, well, Monica hasn't experienced anything, you don't know that. So I'm just going to say that first off. Um, so please don't make any assumptions about me or about anything like that. I want you to just hear it and take what you want and leave the rest. And it's not meant to be like, I know this is taboo, so that's why I'm giving this like, I'm saying this right now, like warning, if you're going to like get on a high horse and send me a nasty DM, then don't listen to this fucking episode. But if you're, if you're going to be here with an open mind, then I really would love for you to listen to this episode. Um, and I want to also preface by saying that like, I used to be a woman that like hated on men and were really angry towards men and like men are awful and all men are rapists and all men are dirty and all men just want to get in your pants. I used to be that. Now I'm fucking not, which is why I'm speaking up for men as well, because I feel like women are getting spoken up. Like we're speaking up for women a lot, which is obviously really important, really amazing and really needed. But I feel like we're actually becoming a little bit more derogatory towards some men and we're really putting them all in this box that they're all bad and they're not all bad. There, there's also bad women, just FYI. Um, okay, so what I want to say is when we're dating, when we're having sex and we're meeting somebody new, what we're not doing enough these days is listening to nonverbal cues. So nonverbal cues are like cues that are not via talking. So like, you know, when you can just tell someone like wants to go or somebody, like, let's, let's just think of like friend to friend, right? You know, when like you're with your friend and you can just tell they're thinking about something else or they really like they're stressed, they really want to leave, they're trying to leave or they're like, or, you know, when you go to hug somebody and they're kind of like, uh, like that's the nonverbal cue, right? So nonverbal cues in terms of like sex and dating, I want to say this firstly for men is things like eye contact. If he or she is not holding eye contact with you, especially when like things are getting a little bit more intimate. Like that's something to just like explore. You don't need to immediately jump to the conclusion of like, she doesn't want to be with me or like she doesn't want to have sex or he doesn't want to have sex with me. It's more about just like, just ask them like, Hey, you're okay. And if they're like, yeah, why? I'm like, Oh, you can just say like, Oh, cause like your eyes are like going in different ways. And I want to make sure that you feel like comfortable right now. Do you feel comfortable? And with the nonverbal cues, when you ask, do you feel comfortable? You also need to energetically be comfortable with them saying no. Because what sometimes happens is we say like, are you okay? But we actually don't want to hear that they're not okay, for example. And that puts that energy out there so they don't feel like they can actually say, actually, I don't feel comfortable. I want to leave. Um, So making sure that when you are asking these questions of like, do you feel comfortable? That you're energetically also being super okay with them being like, no, I don't feel comfortable. Okay. Um, The other thing you can really tune into with nonverbal cues is like, is their body relaxed or tense, especially for women? So if you're a guy listening to this, if a woman's body, because I just want to say like for you, for men listening to this, a lot of you have grown up because of like Disney pretty much and like societal conditioning with this concept that no actually means try harder. But when we're talking about like no sexually, no means fucking no majority of the time. Okay. So unless it's like a joking no, which we'll get into later. So if you're a man listening to this, 
women, I want to preface this, that women don't generally get into that fight or flight like men do. So when men are in a dangerous situation or a situation they want to get out of, it's easier for them to go fight or flight and they would escape, run, fight. Women have another response and it's the freeze response. And that response we like created or whatever in caveman days because Sometimes there'd be situations where it was safer for us to stay quiet and freeze with our children um, than to run because we knew that if we tried to fight, we would lose. So when we freeze, it's keeping us quiet and hopefully we'll stay hidden from the saber-toothed tiger, one, or we freeze and we actually dis- like disconnect from our body so we don't have to feel the pain. Those are the two the two reasons why we freeze. So for a lot of women, what can happen then is like you could be with them. And this is why the nonverbal cues are so important. um, Gentlemen, you can be with them and they can actually like, they can be wanting to have sex with you, but their body is like, I don't want to have sex with you. And there is that, that dynamic that plays out because if in their body, they have trauma, um, and that maybe they don't feel that maybe they don't feel a hundred percent safe with you yet. And therefore that's why their body's like, no. And even though their mind is like, yes. And what can then happen is like, if, if they don't tune into their body, and this is where women, it's really important that you actually like learn to have your fucking boundaries and be in your power and tune into your body. Because if you don't tune into your body and then you have sex, you might leave there feeling so empty and you could blame it on the man. When actually it may not have been his fault. It actually might've might been your fault. I know hard to hear taboo to say, whoa, <coughs> but actually might've been your fault. So when you are with a woman, if you're a male, listening to this, when you're with a woman, if she is tense, she's in a freeze response. She needs to be, if she's really relaxed and really soft, then she's in a calm, safe space. And for men as well, ladies, like if they are really tense, like they're stressed, like something is wrong. Um, but if they are relaxed as well, like that being relaxed with the other person is a really good sign when you're dating um, or when you're on a first date or whatever. If the other person is really relaxed and the energy doesn't seem tense or stressed, the energy just seems like flowy is really, really nice. And like actually a key thing with that is if you can have silence with the other person and them not jump in or you not jump in that's another really good sign because there's a feeling of safety where I don't need to fill a void to escape something okay so the other thing that I also want to mention in regards to like dating and whatnot is that when you are with a person um so the things I want you to just recap that I want you to tune into is eye contact muscles like are they relaxed or are they tense and are you putting the energy out there of actually saying of actually allowing them to say no so what I mean by that is like if your ego is so in situations and if you don't have uh, if you're not secure within yourself if somebody said no to you you would actually become so insecure and feel so rejected and all your wounds would come up so therefore energetically you don't let, let, let the other person say no so um it's really important that you've also done your own work with like not being afraid to be rejected because then in these situations, they're going to flow a lot smoother because the other person's subconscious can sense whether they are allowed quote unquote to say yes or no to like, do they feel comfortable? Okay. Um, Another thing for all the men listening is that in situations regarding like intimacy no does not mean try harder. And I want to say this because I've had male clients where, and no shame to them whatsoever. I mean, you guys know I'm, I fucking love men. I'm here for them. Um, but where they've been like with their wife and their wife is like, no, 
And they literally thought it meant, oh, I have to try harder. Or she just means like, like try another thing, like try another way. And when I first heard this from one of my male clients, I was just like, whoa, not in a condescending way, but like, that's how disconnected we are from our ability to safely communicate with each other. And this is super important. If you're a man listening to this and you haven't read a fucking book about women, and if you're a woman listening to this and you haven't read a fucking book about a man, you are doing yourself a massive disservice because what you're doing is you're trying to like date another fucking species basically. And if you don't understand their brains, things get so confusing, so mixed up. Communication is fucked. It is like, it is a superpower when you can understand the other person's brain, obviously to an extent, because we don't fully understand it because we're not a man. Like I'm not a man. But for me, when I can like fucking understand like how my words are being read by them or, or what they actually meant when they said X to me, it is a fucking superpower because you know what happens? You avoid so much conflict, so much, like uh, so many arguments and so much resentment. So if you're with your partner and he wants to have sex with you and you're like, no, like as a woman, you're like, no, in a, in a man's brain, generally that's going to be try harder. Okay. Or like try something else. Now that over time is going to create resentment for you, the woman, right? But, but he doesn't know that it's creating resentment for you because he just, he's been, he has been grown up to believe he's sorry. He's grown up believing and he's been conditioned to believe that no means try harder, keep going, be the hero. And whilst no in say like a corporate work context, like can mean try harder, yeah, because like if someone said no to me in my career, I'd be like, oh, watch me, bitches. In regards to the bedroom, no means fucking no. And I do want to preface by like, there are those situations where you can be that kind of joking, be like, no. And like, you don't actually mean no. You actually mean like, you actually, maybe as a woman, you actually mean like try harder. But what's really important is that you then actually make this really clear to your partner of like, hey, when I'm saying no in this way and show him, that doesn't mean no. That means like, like I, I actually want you to try harder. Like I really want you to woo me and I really want you to like win me over and dominate me. And then when I say like, no, babe, I'm sorry, no, that actually means no, like N fucking O and don't keep trying. Um, and this is really important because for every woman, it's going to be different. Like for me, I'm somebody where like my erotic blueprint is very energetic and also a bit kinky. So what that means basically is that I thrive on like massive buildups. Like I, I, I hate them, but I love them on massive buildups and a lot of teasing. And then I also love like being, like being dominated and me being submissive. So if, so when I say like, no, I actually would mean like try harder. Like I want you to really, really fucking win me over and like really try and then and like dominate me. But then if I was like, no, that means no. And like, that's really, that can be, if I just said to a man, like, well, sometimes I mean no. And sometimes I mean try harder. He'd be like, well, how the fuck do I know the difference? Right? So it's very important that you show him and that you then say, okay, so can you now repeat back to me? the difference between the two so that I'm, I'm a hundred percent sure that you know what I'm talking about. And even if you're in a committed relationship with this person, the reason why this is important to do is because otherwise resentment builds up. If they, if they are not listening to your boundaries, because they don't even know it's a fucking boundary, resentment is going to build up. 
And then this is obviously really important, a conversation to have if you're in a new relationship as well. Um, and maybe also having some like different rules for like, um, like casual relationships versus more, um, committed relationships. Um, so that's what I wanted to say. And then also for women, when a man says no, he also means no. And I want to put this in because I feel like a lot of us think women are the only ones that are being affected by like, say, um, unwanted sexual advancements, but men are also being affected by unwanted sexual advancement advancements. And because they've been like, quote unquote, trained to not say no to sex from a woman, they will often say, like, they'll often give in after a while. They'll often give in. Um, this has happened. I've heard this from friends. They'll often, especially when alcohol is involved, they'll often give in after a while when they don't want to, but they feel like they have to say yes. Otherwise they're going to be a quote unquote pussy if they say no. And if they don't go have sex with that woman and like, that's also really horrible. So I want to make sure that we're getting really clear as human beings that when someone says no, like either get clarity around what does that no mean or like fucking listen to the no. So if your boyfriend or your husband says no, also listen to that. And I want to pop in here as well, that if your husband or your boyfriend is like really busy with work or really sidetracked or really stressed about something in his life, he'll often not want as much sex because he can't show up really present for you. So men, like they can't be having sex well and be pleasing you and then also be thinking about some massive stress at work. So if he's going through something and you're like, why is our sex life died? It's not because he doesn't love you. It's actually because he literally cannot give himself to you um, during this stressful time with work or whatever. Okay. Um, so the next thing I will also want to say in regards to like sex and dating and, and all that is I also want to mention that like, as a woman, we, you need to also know your boundaries and speak them. And this, I feel like is something that's actually so crucial to the whole thing. There are scenarios where you will speak your boundaries and unfortunately they weren't, like listened to, and then some bad things happened. Um, and I understand that, but then there are also times where you said no once, or like you were like, uh, nah, or like you kind of, you weren't really, really clear, or you were actually too afraid to say no because of rejection. And then you had sex with someone that you didn't want to have sex with. And if you have not clearly said no or walked away in a situation where you didn't freeze, I'll say that, then how is the man meant to know he's not? So then I feel like it's really unfair when we just shame them for like, well, I didn't want to have sex with you. It's like, well, how did they know that unless you made that clear to them? And yes, there are moments when you freeze, but generally you will freeze only when it's gotten to a quite a state of like, I feel like I'm in danger. But before that, you know, when things were like building, you also had the choice to be like, not into it majority of the time. If you have a lot of trauma on your body, you might've been triggered and therefore you froze from the moment it started. There are those cases. So allow this to be blended to your own, um, your own experiences, I'll say. But what I do want to say is that we as women also have a responsibility and men have a responsibility to actually know our boundaries, speak our boundaries, and then hold ourselves to our boundaries. So what often happens, and that's why I like with my work that I do with my clients, I do it very like 
I do it very realistically because what can happen is like you learn to know your boundaries, but you don't learn how to stand in them. And therefore there's no point learning them if you can't actually embody them. It's the same thing with like, you know, you'll learn to like lap dance or you'll learn to get really embodied in your sensuality and sexuality, but you won't actually dance or, or embody that in front of a man. And therefore when you go home from an event, you haven't even fucking like embodied it. That's why I bring men to the event so you can embody it at the event so that you can then embody it in front of your partner or go future partners. Like that's why that component is there. It's really important. Um, so you might know your boundaries, but if you're not comfortable actually like speaking them and then like holding yourself in them, there's no point fucking having them, is there? So a question for you is, do you feel comfortable standing in your boundaries? And if not, you need to fucking work on that because otherwise you're going to be in these sexual scenarios or these dating scenarios where your brain is like, I want to leave, but you don't say I want to leave. And like, guys, I get that it's hard. I've been in a scenario once where, and this, the guy was like, totally, there was total permission, right? Like hundred percent. But I, we had sex and then, um, basically I, I actually like, I was like sitting on it for a second. It was going through my mind for a couple minutes and I was like, fuck, I have to say this. I have to go. I do not want to be here. Like, I really just want to go home. Mom's made spag bowl. I'm about to leave to go to America. Like, I just, I don't, I actually don't want to stay here for the night. And um, nothing against him or anything like that. Sex was great. But it was like hard to say it. And then I actually was just like, okay, this is what I said. I literally remember it like so clearly because I was like, whoa, this was an amazing moment. I was sitting in bed and I was like, okay, I can't say his name. Um can I say something? And he was like, yeah, of course. What's up? And I was like, I really enjoyed this and not, but I really enjoyed this and I want to go home. And he was just like, sorry, what? He was like flabbergasted. It came out of fucking nowhere. Right. And, um, cause like, obviously he was really taken back. He was like quite emotionally invested. And I was like, and that's what I said to him. I said, that was, he said, did you not want to do that? And I was like, no, 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 I wanted to do that. That was great. Um, but I said to him, I really respect you. And I would hate to ever be in a scenario where the other person didn't respect me enough that they just like bit their tongue and stayed when they didn't want to stay. And that's just like not fair on you. And I want to be honest with you. And then my honest thing is I'm about to leave to go overseas. I'd like to go home. I had a lot of fun, but I actually don't want to stay here for the night and I want to go home. And that can be really hard to say, but what I want to say, ladies, is when you do that for another person and for yourself, that is a sign of human fucking decency. That is a sign of respecting the other person because do you know what's so mean? When you don't draw your boundaries, the other person doesn't fucking know, they cross them and then you hold anger, resentment, or like you put a lot of shame on them and like blame that's not fair on the other person. And it's also not fair on the other person to string somebody along or to lead them, like to um, just drag them along when you have like no good intentions, right? Or you're just playing them. That's also not respecting the other person. So whilst it can be really hard to like speak your truth and draw those boundaries, I want you to also think of it as like, it's a sign of self, it's a sign of respect for the other person. Because for me, like saying that was actually like a massive, like that was me respecting the other person and also respecting myself because I like jumped in the future for a second. And I knew that if I didn't speak up and leave right now, I would have, I would be feeling so like, ugh the next day because I didn't want to stay and I would have fucking stayed. So that's an example that I, that I wanted to share with you 
that boundaries are hard to draw, but you need to fucking know them because they're a part of you also having your own self-respect and your own and valuing yourself. If you don't, if you don't love yourself and you don't value yourself, then you also won't stick to your boundaries. Um, okay. So, and also I wanted to say that if you deep down have a fear of rejection and you haven't dealt with those like inner child wounds, then you also likely won't like you'll think of your boundaries, but you won't actually draw them and put in your boundaries because you've got that fear of like rejection and not being loved or whatever. Um, and you'll use like any example to be like, to like validate the belief of like, Oh, I am loved. I I feel loved right now. And then you won't leave in scenarios that you want to leave because you're like, I don't want to be not, I don't want to be not loved. I don't want to be, I don't want to be rejected. Okay. Um, all right. So the next thing is that in regards to dating, the next thing is I've got a meeting with Shelby in a second. Um, okay. So the next thing I was going to say is, um, values. So it's really important that you know your values in regards to like relationships and dating. So when I say that, I mean like, cause everyone's different. Like I was saying at the beginning of the episode for me, like values would be, um, like a man takes majority of the lead, right? Like he looks after me. Um, like I like want to be in my feminine majority of the time and like really surrender. I know things are under control and I need to be able to fully express myself and like, I need him to be able to hold the space for all of my emotions and every different phase of my cycle and hold all the different versions of me because I am like different. I have different versions of me. I have like many personalities. Um, and I need him to be able to hold the space for all of those. So like those, those different things. And like another thing is also, um, like, okay. So for me, and so, so knowing these things is really important because you kind of like, you can integrate them into the topics, like the conversation on like your first and second date. So he kind of gets the idea of like what you value. So this is pretty easy for me, obviously, because of my job, they always ask a lot of questions and it kind of will go down. It makes it pretty fucking clear of like, right. She's super feminine. She wants a man that leads. Um, she loves being in a feminine and she's very sensual. Like most men are like, I'm fucking here for this. <laughs> So I would encourage you to just like get into like ask them like for example like what are you learning about at the moment and like see what they say and hopefully they'll ask you the question back of like what are you learning about and then you can say like I'm learning all about feminine energy and getting really into my sensuality and if you find that really hard to say you need to fucking work on it more because like you're triggered by it which is totally fine but um it's really interesting when I talk about periods it, I'll know, like I'll be, I'll watch a man and like, they'll either flinch or not flinch. And when they don't flinch, I'm like, interesting. Like that to me is a massive turn on. I'm like, interesting. Right. But a man that flinches, I'm like, you can't handle this. Like not, not in a condescending way whatsoever, but it's just like, you're not like, you can't hold the space to me with this because I'm super open about all this stuff. And I'm like, so intrigued by it. If I can't have a conversation with you about periods, um, and like, and like fertility and birth and like all the amazing women things, then like we can't be even be friends kind of thing. Um, so, so what I want you to like basically ask is like, what are they learning about? It's a really good way to kind of get into the, get into the conversation. And then you could be saying like, I'm learning about feminine energy and whatnot. And, and how like, you know, it's, I actually, and how I really enjoy actually a man leading and me being in my feminine, how much better it feels. And that is kind of that hint of like, and men take the fucking hint. That's like that, that's that hint of like, I need to make sure I'm leading as a man. And, um, cause she wants to be in her feminine. So that's like a really good way to kind of like get your values in, or you can say like, you know, do you believe in anything? Like, do you believe in a higher purpose or something like that? And then you can talk about your spirituality. And then, and then these questions without saying like, are you spiritual? 
is a roundabout way of like in a softer way of getting to know their values. So like if you want to know whether they're spiritual or what they believe in, for example, like I could never date someone that doesn't believe in anything because obviously they would think that I'm a fucking whack job. Um, especially when I'm like casting spells, they'd be like freaked the fuck out. So, um, it's really important. And then I sort of, I mean, it, it comes up, I guess, a lot with my job, but I'll often drop something about energy or manifestation or the universe. And then they'll kind of raise an eyebrow or something like that. And then I'll, I'll ask them, like, do you believe in like anything? Like, do you believe in, there's like a higher purpose or anything like that? Um, and, or, or I can kind of get into it via like, you know, what, you know, I, I, like what book are you reading? And that will give me a lot of indication. Or you can ask like, have you heard of Joe Dispenza? And, and that, and that, these sort of things gives you an indication of whether they're like into this world or not. And if they're not, that's totally fine. Majority of you guys know, I'm actually not really into like super, super woo woo men. Um, I'm into like very normal kind of men. Um, I prefer to be the really, really woo woo one. So it just depends on your values, but use a conversation as a way to like kind of get, get stuff out of them. Um, the other thing is that make sure that your energy is also cues for them. So your energy can show that, that you are someone that really values themselves and has boundaries, but also wants to be looked after, for example. So like making, maybe for example, you walking behind him so that he can open the door for you or, um, Another one, letting him pay the bill, if that's important to you. And with the letting them pay the bill thing, I mean, there's so many fucking elements to this, isn't there? I feel like I could do a whole bloody episode on paying the bill. For me, the reason why I like men paying the bill is it's got nothing to do with money whatsoever. And I'm and I'm not asking to pay for a $300 dinner bill. Uh, if it was like a first date and the bill was that much, I would a thousand percent split it. Um, but what I'm, what it more is, unless you like insisted, of course. Um, but what it more is for me is a sign of like, will he look after me? Um, and, and that sort of stuff, because I'll be honest, like I'm not somebody that sees myself being like, oh no, I am not somebody that is like, I want to split every bill. I want to split the house bills. I pay for this. You pay for that. Like I actually, that does not vibe for me because I love looking after people and I love to be looked after. And I find it a gift to pay for others. And then I also find it a gift for others pay for me. So like, for example, when I'm married, I will, I don't see myself as splitting everything what it will, I mean, I'll have my own money, of course, because I have my own company, but then I believe that I'll have a shared bank account. And hey, if I'm making more money than, than my man, I don't actually give a shit because you know what was more important for me? Like, even if my money paid for the holiday, I'd want him to organize the holiday or him to like sort out the fucking airport shit and him to look after me in all those ways and him to order room service and all that jazz. Because to me, like, it's actually more about the providing aspect, not the actual money itself. So even if it was my money, because money is just energy, right? And he can then use my energy, the money, for example, to then do things in a way that provides to me that I wouldn't want to do myself. Um, but on those first few dates, especially for me, it's a really good indication of like what his values are. And if he straight away was like, let's split the bill, I would actually raise an eyebrow, not in any shaming way, but like for me personally, if I, I actually just can't be with a man that's like, we split everything and like, you're like, you're like, okay. Like for example, if a man said to me, you're an empowered woman, like you can pay for your own dinner. 
I would actually be like, what the fuck? Because part of being an empowered woman is also consciously choosing to want a man to pay for my dinner and to look after me. And it is so fine if you're a man that's listening to this and is like, I don't agree with that. I think that you should pay for your own dinner. That's totally fine. It's just that you're never going to be my husband. This is why, uh, this is why I've said I want you to take this episode with a grain of salt and apply it to your own values. I'm just giving you examples because I find examples can be really helpful. Um, so just being really clear on like your needs um, and th- those needs need those needs need to come from an empowered place, not a wounded place. So when I when my need is like pay for my first like pay for our first few dates, for example, that is coming from an empowered place not a wounded place because like it's, I can pay for the fucking food. Like I'm fine. Um, it's, it's, it's more, it's actually a much deeper thing than about the money. Anyway, whatever. Next topic. Okay. So, um, oh, the other thing that I wanted to say is like re men. Um, I feel like it's also really important if you're a man and wondering like, well, what if she hasn't made her values clear? And I don't know like whether she wants to be in a feminine or whether that's not her vibe. Like if I open a door for her, is she going to perceive that as I think she's weak or is that, is she going to really receive that? Cause like I fucking receive that shit. And when a man does it, I'm like, uh, hello, like what planet do you live on? <laughs> so uh, just ask, just fucking ask. Like literally if you are confused, just ask her like, Hey, out of curiosity, I wanted to ask you a question and then wait for her to be like, yep. And be like, you know, it can get a bit confusing these days of like what women, like, you know, some women want certain things. Some women really don't. I just wanted to ask, like, for example, do you receive a man's chivalry? Like, do you receive me opening the door with, um, for you, for example? And she'll either be like, oh, like it is, I don't really give a shit. Like, I don't think about that stuff. And then you kind of know like, okay, that's going to be a little more complicated. But if she's like, oh yeah, I love that. Then you know that you're not going to get in trouble for opening the door, for paying the bill, for looking after her, for doing all like, you know what I mean? For doing all that, like for creating amazing dates, all that sort of stuff. But if she's like, but if she says, something else. I don't even know what she would say, but if she says something else, for example, of like, um, of like, I'm a very independent woman. I really want equality. Um, you know, I can't have my own door, blah, 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 or something random. Then you also know, and that can also be a really good thing of like, awesome. You're not the woman for me, because if you're a man that really wants to look after a woman, which majority of men are, then you know, like, okay, she's not, she's not, she's not in a place maybe yet, or maybe she won't ever be in a place to receive me fully, which is so fine, but you've just dodged a woman that's not going to be your wife or not going to be your future partner or your soulmate. So even though these value conversations can be like kind of tricky, like practice makes perfect one. And also, um, and also like it really, it kind of gives you a really good education on the first date of like, is there potential here or is there no potential? Um, okay. The other thing is, um, the other thing is like, you can, for example, um, if you want to like walk her home, for example, there's kind of two ways you could ask a question. You could be like, one could be like, shall I walk you home? Or no, one could be like, hey, can I walk you home? Another one could be, would you like me to walk you home? Now, hear the difference. Would you like me to walk you home? A lot of women will be like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry. Because like hashtag people pleasing and we don't want to be a fucking inconvenience. And we're like, oh, if I say yes, like, maybe that's lame or like, he's probably just being nice. and doesn't actually want to walk me home. Like some bullshit we make up in our heads. Right. So 
don't ask, hey, would you like me to walk you home? But rather, hey, can I walk you home? Or like, hey, would you like me to buy you a drink? No, ask, can I buy you a drink? Because then it's a hard yes or no, right? Hey, can I buy you a drink? No, thank you, right? Or hey, can I buy you a drink? Yes, please. Hey, can I walk you home? If she says to you, like, yeah, I'd love that, then you fucking know. But if she says, okay, I'm, it's okay, I'm fine, that's a no. Because you asked, can I walk you home? And she said, it's okay, I'm fine, that's a no. Um, now, if she actually wanted to say yes, but she said, it's okay, I'm fine, because of, like, people-pleasing or, like, she didn't want to seem, like, needy or whatever the fuck she's making up – That's up for her to know for next time and it's not your job to push her. There's no need to push and if she regretted saying it's okay, I'm fine and actually did want you to walk home but she didn't say it for whatever like reason that her ego was afraid of, that's for her to figure out and for her to know for next time. It's not your job to push, okay? Now, um, the next thing, how long has the episode been going for? Hold on a sec. Um, Time. Oh my God, already 40 minutes. Fuck me dead. Okay. I'm going to leave this here and then I'm going to do, because there's already like so much more I want to do. Whoa. Okay. So I'm going to leave this one here and then I'm going to do like a part two talking more about like, um, I don't know, I guess like the me too stuff, like the men shaming, I'm going to say. Um, all right. I hope this episode was like kind of eye opening. I would love for you guys to share with me on your like Insta stories what and tag me in it so I can see it what was the most like eye-opening part for you or what did you learn or send me a DM with it. Um, I'm not accepting any hate mail, but thanks anyway. (laughs) Um, This is here purely as like another, I'm going to say perspective, right? A different perspective. And as I said at the beginning, please don't assume that I haven't like quote unquote been through anything or whatever. You don't know all my personal life. Um, Okay. So reminder guys, New York immersion and get your fucking tickets if you haven't already. Baba, business feminine coaching, and then also my certification if you want to become a fucking amazing coach. I'll talk to you all soon. Have an incredible day and I hope you enjoyed the episode. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope that you got lots of chicken nuggets out of today's episode. I would be really, really grateful if you'd be able to leave me a review and a star rating that you think is appropriate, hopefully five. And if you could share this podcast so that I can help more women live a life of flow and ease, I would be so fucking grateful. Make sure you tag me in it on Instagram so I can personally thank you because I know so many of my clients have found me literally because their friends have posted about my podcast on their Instagram story. And I just want to help as many women as possible. So by you sharing it, I would be so fucking grateful and I'm sure your friends would be too. If you do want to work with me, please do check out my website for all those details. And of course, you can DM me on Instagram with any other questions. If you have any podcast things you want me to talk about, any ideas, any feedback, I am always open to it. And I always love hearing what you guys have to say. So please don't hesitate about that either. I will catch you on the flip side. Have an amazing day or night wherever you are.